Greetings, my internet friends. Welcome to Walking and Talking the Show, in which I walk and talk once again. Starting out here with a very unclear idea of just what this is or what I'm doing, what the purpose is. Although that's not entirely true. And that there's kind of an intuition that uh, there's a certain effect that is desirable that happens when I do this. Uh, sort of some... It seems like there's something powerful going on intersubjectively. And I, I just, you know... That word might be weird sounding or kind of unclear what that means. Uh, and I use it because it sort of seems to reflect in kind of an unclear way that the unclear thing that's going on between you and I with these videos. As in, as it goes along, the uh, what what tends to happen is that the distinction between you and I seems to seems to get kind of unclear in a way that, to me at least, seems desirable and from some reports that I've heard. From various audience viewers, it's desirable to some of you as well. For those of you watching the video, just a reminder that walking and talking is now also available as an audio only podcast from most of the places that you would find podcasts. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, etc. Apparently there's some... Apparently it's helpful if you uh, give it a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts in terms of it showing up when people look for it. That helps. And giving it a review helps, apparently. I am told. And for those of you listening to the audio only, to describe what's happening here, I just filled up my water bottles at the spring, and now I'm just kind of indulging a bit in the visual spectacle of the rocks around the spring, which um, have these amazing color striations going at a diagonal angle and uh, the rock is fractured at the same angle into these these roughly cube-like shapes and 
it, it feels as if I could just stand here endlessly and look at this stuff and, and not lose interest. That's kind of how it seems. I'm almost tempted to you know, try doing that with an episode of walking and talking. Just stay in one place and investigate it very thoroughly as opposed to uh, continuing to walk. I recently, a couple weeks ago, injured my knee skateboarding. I fell skateboarding and uh, hurt my knee, which in itself did not seem so bad, but uh, and I've, it felt okay to uh, continue using it as normal after that, but then with a lot of use, including a lot more skateboarding and also um, the last walking and talking episode after that, uh, it started hurting a lot, so I had to rest it for a while. So I rested it, and uh, this is the first time that I'm returning. And so I'm trying to uh, walk this delicate balance between not overusing my knee in such a way as to re-injure it, but also exercising it just enough as to maintain the muscles of my legs and to not let things atrophy, you know what I mean? So we'll try it out and hope that uh, my knee doesn't start hurting out in the middle of nowhere. Although I am beginning with a relatively calm tone and I don't feel initial, initially any form of distress or uh, reactivity, something in my intuition tells me that maybe due to experience some amount of difficulty in this video which you could classify as emotional or psychological difficulty just when I think about the the past several days or so and when Maybe you're familiar with this feeling, the feeling that you're not quite doing what you should be doing or not quite living the way that you should be living or like you're postponing or procrastinating, facing some aspect of yourself or something like that. And you feel this kind of... Uh, mental or... Uh, 
or spiritual debris building up. And for me, the excuse that I have is uh, having being, been uh, injured and um, prevented from doing the things that I would normally do, the practices that I would normally do. But it's not really a good excuse because I'm thinking that I could have been using that time in a better way. Anyhow, it's not really important Well, that difficulty that I spoke of, maybe, maybe this is it. Or maybe I was starting to encounter it in the silence that happened just now, where I'm like, okay, what, what do I say now? Because I was beginning to perceive what I was talking about as being overly biographical, and then just kind of... somehow somehow irrelevant or uh, in a way beating around the bush or not quite getting at what it is that I was pointing at in my talking like the um, feeling that I was describing of procrastinating procrastinating delving into how could I how could I describe this like the heart of what it means to be you or as I saw it put recently the frontier of your identity so it's as if I, I'm, I'm having this feeling as if I have been relatively retreated into the ostensibly safer regions of my identity and simply engaging in sort of like translative or at best possibly integrative activities. So for instance, reading, you know, reading, maybe I'm even, maybe I'm reading philosophical texts or, or scientific tests texts but in the in the back of my mind 
knowing that they they're just kind of all of them are, are kind of representing how should I say it's like I'm relating to them as if, as if they're knowledge and kind of ostensibly it would, it would seem as if by reading we can accumulate knowledge and in a certain sense on the surface of things that could be true but then I had this 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 other aching or or this other kind of like irritant within me that's telling me that this reading is is really just kind of like a, a translative activity as as in exposing me to alternate ways of slicing the pie but it's not actually like enlarging the pie or getting me any closer to comprehending the whole pie but what this irritant is really pointing me towards is to go out and walk and talk but then again it wouldn't have been wise with my knee and all but here I finally am, and I find myself <clears throat> describing the recent past, which this, this activity itself, I'm realizing is also not at the center of the bullseye, But in some way, it's maybe a uh, device for like transitioning, if you will. From um, a relatively conventional mindset that is uh, utility related as in functional or goal-oriented or 
in some way, however abstracted, concerning the welfare of the self or the um, continuing integrity of the self. So thinking that perceiving a more or less objective reality is itself a function of identification. Um, but now, now I'm getting confused. This, this is starting to seem confused and kind of paradoxical to me. <clears throat> And not completely true, but I'm going. I'm, I'll try to try to describe with a little more clarity the thing that I just said, even though I'm already beginning to doubt its its truth and even perhaps its meaning. That is the perception of the world. As a real thing, as a substantial thing, as an entity or a collection of entities that have substance, that perception as well as well as conception. Is, is actually uh, kind of survival based. Like, it, like it's uh, in a sense completely in service of the, of the survival of the perceived individual, the perceived perceiver. Like for instance, well, you know, there's there's been all this research about perception and uh, particularly in vision. It's it's kind of been demonstrated scientifically that it's not so much that we that our our uh, representation of visual reality is is straight up sensory information coming into our eyes 
but actually that there's information there's there seems to be more information flowing from our brain to our eyes than there is the other way around implying that what we see has more to do with our brain's predictive processing than it does with uh, a quote-unquote empirical or, or object, objective sensory data coming from the exterior world into our eyes. And I think it's, I think it's kind of safe to assume that something similar goes on with all our sensory apparatus. And so you could you could apply this not only to our perception and conception of the quote-unquote external world, but I think also to what we conceive of as ourself, so our our body. And now, if we if we're talking about thoughts, that's that's a whole other subject to go into which maybe we will we have we have plenty of time uh however the, like this this kind of scientific explanation the idea that um, there's a brain kind of with expectations of what the external world like and it is like and it's it's sort of creating the perception of the world and it's, it's testing against discrepancies that would come in from actual sen sensory data so there's actually something within our straight-up perception that is that is in contradiction to our brain's expectations then that's when um, actual perception occurs and the our mental model is altered is amended um, but anyhow, all, all of this that I'm saying is uh, beginning to display a characteristic of, of muteness to me. And then I, I'm just doing this to kind of uh, describe... I mean... Really, it's just kind of a, a conceptual crutch or something to uh, describe the uh, would-be activity of um, of dualism. That is kind of illustrating uh, this this apparent separation between self and other.
but this this, this kind of playing into this idea that uh, the way that we perceive and conceive of the world is is completely is completely determined by a kind of functional necessity or, or, or a survival necessity. That is, it's completely shaped in order to help help the self continue. But then again, this is not, this is, this is kind of not entirely true or it's, it's, uh, it's getting weird because what I just said kind of implies this illusoriness of, of, uh, both the world as perceived and conceived and the self as as it is perceived and conceived and you know when i say perceive i'm i'm just kind of implying what we think of as sensory perception sight hearing feeling etc and then conceive conception as how we organize that and you know what what that perception implies but as maybe I'll get into later I think those things are uh, not actually very independent of each other and in fact maybe completely dependent on each other or in, in a or in some sense even indistinguishable from each other, but maybe I'll get to that later. And then, uh, but then it brings to this, this question like, if there's, uh, in, if the self is illusory, like why, why would this, why would this even happen? Why would there... Why would it seem like there's a self, you know? Why w and why would it seem like there's a self and a world? Because even if you, even if you, um... take like a scientific materialist point of view and... at Basically, what I mean when I say that, even if you take the, the basic view that there's a real world that's made of stuff, there's actual stuff out there, and, uh, and at base, like, at the, at the base of that, like, you can even extend that to include, you know, whatever latest... Whatever the latest physics says about the nature of stuff, 
you know, even if you're saying that subatomic particles are actually not substantial objects or entities in themselves, but are, uh, you know, fluctuations of fields or they're, they're fluctuations of, uh, of whatever, like any, anything that you want to, any way that you want to describe what we would generally think of as the world outside of us. None of that, of course, necessitates consciousness or subjectivity or an individual or an illusion of an ind individual. And in fact, it would, it would seem to apply the opposite. Like even if, even if, um, even if the most fundamental particles of stuff are actually just wave-like fluctuations in a field, that would still seem to suggest a type of mechanistic universe that would not, um, yeah, would not include consciousness, subjectivity, or, or even anything like linear time. But if you want to get, like, But, th but this is also, this is also actually not being, uh, this is also not being true to the science. Because quantum me mechanics is, is kind of increasingly telling us that all of, all of would-be stuff or entities is, is completely relational. That is, there's no inherent substance to anything. Like, uh, like there's not, there aren't subatomic particles as inherent entities, as, as having inherent substance. There's only, they, like they only kind of can be said to exist in their relation to something else. And uh, we can we can talk about that in terms of observation, you know, like they're like that these quantum particles are only in a state when actually are, are only kind of like solidified into a particular state when observed. But it's, 
it uh, it's actually broader and deeper than that in that it's like they only exist at all like anything only exists at all or can be said to exist at all in its relation to something else but also that something else only exists in its relation to something else and so that includes that includes all relation which of course includes anything that could be considered observation so it's it's uh you know it means human observation but it also just means any kind of observation and then broader than that any kind of relation And to me, the implication is that the world doesn't exist. What's does does not have any, you know, empirical existence beyond beyond the the organization of of subjectivity into into a concept like empiricism like uh but then also it's also like conception something like conception only exists in relation to to a would-be world that could be conceived of I don't know this all sounds pretty this all is is seeming increasingly intellectual to me as in I'm feeling like I'm explaining something that uh but I I don't feel completely connected to experiencing what I'm explaining. It, it feels as if uh, I'm explaining something abstract while uh, having some kind of experience that uh, is not included in my explanation. And something tells me that this experience um, and what's being described or explained could integrate more, could merge more. Like I'm, uh, I seem to be explaining with this attitude that, um, like, yeah, sort of the unexamined 
position or attitude of what I've been saying has kind of been of a general notion that uh, of like imparting knowledge of there's a as if there's some deeper empirical um, conception of the structure of reality and of consciousness that uh, if you and I understood better that would be desirable or we would be closer to the truth or something and, and I suppose uh, that's not entirely untrue But, uh, yeah, I, I sense some kind of, like, insufficiency about uh, my current experience. It's, it's weird. Like, uh, I feel a certain discomfort with uh, trying to continue with this sort of intellectual discomfort description relating to perception and conception and subject-object duality and, and so forth. How's it going? Good, how are you? Good.
for uh, for future reference, uh, we can observe here perhaps uh, one aspect of experience that thus far both sitting and smiling and walking and talking have assiduously avoided, which is, um, I guess what I would say, uh, like third, third person interaction, by which I mean, there's you and I interacting via this video, but as you can see, when um, I encounter persons IRL, so to speak, it's uh, generally considered, it's generally like outside of the framework of what's going on here. And so uh, I tend to avoid that experience in order to uh, stay within the uh, framework that I've set here. But kind of what that implies is that could potentially be the next frontier to be explored in another series or something like that. But this is definitely a tangent and an aside. But kind of relating to uh, what we've been talking about, I'm referring to it as third person because were I interacting with another person with, within the video, as opposed to uh, as opposed to only through the video, that is my individual self to your individual self, assuming that most people probably just listen to this alone, but either way doesn't make a, a big difference. If I were interacting with another person within the video, with you able to observe that interaction, it's uh, kind of another dimension of experience and has kind of a, a correlate, you could say. In uh, something like, like quantum entanglement, which, you know, which means that there's there's two entangled particles that uh, display this this um, sort of mysterious characteristic of sameness to each other but of course that sameness can only really be said to exist when it's observed by a third party whether that party be human or uh, a computer or something that records that information registers their 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 sameness
although in a certain sense um, our interaction is could be said to be almost a uh, third person type of interaction in that it's uh, a largely a one-way interaction in that there's kind of minimal information coming from you to me so to speak other than say like the aggregate knowledge of things like number of viewers and comments and so forth or or the, the uh, occasional feedback So in, in a strange, in, in a sense, that's almost like a, a third-person type of interaction, although it's strange. I, I almost feel tempted to um, I was gonna say, I, I almost felt tempted to classify this as uh, like something that could be reduced to a first-person experience and that sure all of this all of this thought could be said to exist just here within my subjective experience but then again you know my my kind of my conception of you as a viewer or just as a, you know, another subjectivity plays so heavily into this that uh, it can't really be it can't really be denied as um, a strongly causal factor. Of you know the manner in which uh, I do this activity, like the the knowledge of this being. The knowledge of this uh, being communicated. Well, it's, I mean, like, sort of the conventional thing, the conventional way of thinking about it, the, the uh, sort of obvious way of thinking about it would be like, I know that I'm going to upload this and that you're going to watch it, but then, like, of course, that leads to the obvious, the sort of obvious observation that you are, in fact, watching or listening now right now and it's also quite obvious that I'm speaking and doing this right now and uh, in some ways this is just a completely mundane uh, fact of recording you know but then, uh, I also I also think any time I think about it, I think it's it's profoundly strange or like if I, if I think about it, it, it does actually start to degrade um, a sort of. Euclidean notion of of time and space and you know time like 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 all of the 
all of existence just kind of moving along a single timeline simultaneously. But then, but then there's like, there's a communication happening here, which, you know, in a sense, and like, it doesn't, it's not necessarily like a perfect communication of like, it's, it's not as if, it's not as if you are experiencing, uh, my thoughts exactly how I'm experiencing them. Uh, which, you know, is, is when you think about it, just logically impossible. But the fact of the matter is there's some kind of, like, like, communication happening, and, uh, I would say that the communication actually really, really constitutes the experience. And so what, what do I mean by communication, though? Like, is it, is it the words? But then I'm, I'm like... Like, obviously, there's not going to be, like, a perfect um, conceptual symmetry between you and I. But then, and, uh, of course, yeah, it's not possible, and when I think about it, it's not really desirable either. It's, it's kind of as if there's maybe some experience that is reflected off of these words on either side, right? Like, there's, there's my experience as it is apparently, or ostensibly, encoded into these words, and then your experience of hearing and then ostensibly decoding the, the apparent meaning that these words hold or have encoded. And then that, the, that, that meaning interfacing in some way with uh, your existing worldview, to, you know, just saying that in, in, a, in a very broad sense of your perspective uh, kind of like web the web of concepts and apparent experiences that would appear to constitute who you are uh, and so there's this this interaction um, but then like like when I say when I say that this interaction that we are having like actually really constitutes the whole experience what i'm kind of getting at is that it it's, it seems that It seems that, like, right now, like, what is, what could be said to be constituting myself um, is actually this interaction. 
as in like as as far as I'm really aware of right now or like 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 as as far as what's kind of you know manifesting right now in terms of any kind of self here on this end of the interaction so to speak there there's not anything other than this interaction this communication there's just kind of Like, it's completely dependent on you. And then, uh... But then, like, as, um... As this kind of conception of, of uh, myself or me, like, really seems to, like, break down in a way or, or uh, start to feel so transparent as to really just not exist, um, a, similar, a similar thing kind of happens with you, as in, like, hmm... Like, I'm not... I don't know. Like, I, I guess I, I can, um, if I choose, imagine you as an entity... But I'm I'm completely aware of of the fact that it's only imagination. Uh, but my intuition is that it's it's maybe deeper than that. Like as if I don't know. Maybe maybe it sounds a little. This, this could potentially sound like grossly uh, reductive of you or uh, grossly, like, like this has the potential to sound grossly um, solipsistic. You know, we can, we can kind of take that worldview that, you know, all other people only exist within each of our individual subjectivities and therefore you know we don't have actual proof that there's an other subjectivity out there but that that they certainly seem to behave as if they have subjectivity 
but but I, I feel like that I feel like that's kind of missing a certain point what Forgive me if I seem really, just really confused for a while as, um... As I could say, my mind kind of like, uh, runs off in several different directions at once because it's just kind of, uh, questioning everything. It's, it seems, it kind of seems as if I'm walking some fine line between uh, more, more true and just, just pure narcissism or something like. Uh, but then again, like it, it, it kind of still seems to remain the case that that uh, this experience is um, is profoundly impacted by, I, I guess, I guess we could say like the, the faith in your subjectivity and then, you know, like, um, like in fact, th th this entire uh, activity that I'm doing is, is, is completely predicated on the faith that uh, you have subjectivity, so to speak, that there, there are other subjectivities other than my individual one.
what am I what am I trying to get at I mean uh, in a certain sense it it seems uh, just very simple there are many different subjectivities in the world um, people animals and then you know ex extending that to varying degrees depending on one's you know slightly varying worldviews of you know what 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 uh, what is conscious and what isn't but then again uh, in a way I'm questioning the construction of that like uh in some way that conception of things is uh dependent on how i conceive of myself what myself is and then uh, we start to delve into that it, it becomes kind of unclear as when we can see that the self is the self uh, is not the body as I think most of us would agree when we think about, you know, the, the sort of thought experiment of the brain swap, uh, if saying hypothetically that we were uh, medically able to switch brains between two bodies, most people would agree that the self stays with the brain rather than the body. You would say, you would say, I'm I'm the person with that's been given the new body, you know, like I'm, like I'm a continuous self experiencing a new body, as opposed to like I'm the same body experiencing the new brain, because we assume that the brain carries with it uh, all the memories and thoughts and uh, worldview of the individual. But, uh, I'm feeling, I'm feeling really, uh, dissatisfied. This uh, just con continued kind of intellectual um, shuffling around of things, because I recognize all of these as being—I I recognize these all as as thoughts that have I've had before.
I still feel as if uh, I'm just like moving laterally in uh, some incomplete understanding and uh, it really does feel incomplete like I, I just uh, I just would uh, like to have what seems like a, an experiential uh, knowledge. of what's going on here and uh but then that sounds hubristic in a way like and is is what I'm doing right now philosophizing as into uh as in um Trying to get as far as I can get in my armchair. I guess it is. And that's uh, in, in that sense of things. Like, wouldn't my understanding need to? come from uh, getting knowledge from outside of myself consulting the experts reading the experts reading all knowledge that there is and then I would understand fully what's going on and then uh, But then, is, is this also uh, a flawed pursuit? Because I'm remembering sort of a stance. It, it's, or, or uh, you know, an apparent stance. Something that occurs to me as a memory of, of something. We could, we could call it an experience. that in my memory, in my conception of things that are not this experience, we could call like uh, wisdom or uh, insight, but which I'm judging to be separate from this experience, th this experience of, of feeling dumb actually. Or not, not dumb or ignorant, or not necessarily ignorant, but just uh, an awareness of the uh, fragmented and partial nature of my understanding of things. But as I start to say that, I also. 
some of the quote-unquote wisdom that I would or, or insight that I seem to be remembering from past experiences seems to uh, indicate that understanding is also is always partial and fragmented that that uh, understanding itself is a form of fragmenting reality and like that like that there's only this this uh incompleteness if you will or like in a paradoxical way that the incompleteness is and always has been and always will be complete but then again what i'm what i'm saying right now also carries with it this this uh at least a, a, a feeling tone at least a feeling of like still um, inadequacy like it's like it's still kind of like an intellectual intellectual uh, shifting reshuffling the deck uh, not really moving to any kind of higher perspective so to speak It's as if I'm, I, I don't know. Whether there is such a thing as a higher perspective. Uh, and then intuitively I want to say that. A, the higher perspective would entail a perspective in which there isn't a hierarchy of perspectives. Which is, you know, of course, a paradoxical thing to say. Or, uh, intuitively, I, I kind of want to say that the, the, the actual insight would would uh em embrace my apparent ignorance or would would uh include my ignorance It's uh, interesting to remark how 
it's it seems at least from my current perspective that there's not something there's not something like any progress uh happening in walking and talking that it's it's always uh or that in terms of how i feel i don't feel any more wise than how I, than, than when I started. I feel, I feel as, like as, I feel as stupid and ignorant as could be. And uh, I feel as if, I, I really, I, I, I'm just right now feeling increasingly the emptiness of the things that I'm saying. And even as I say that, like, I feel the emptiness of that statement because I can recognize it as a pattern of my, of my thinking as, you know, an, an aspect of my small self, so to speak, the individuated self, or just like uh, a, a process of thought that It's just kind of happening. And so, uh, I, you know, I, again, I feel... I, I, I feel this, like, repeating process of dis-identifying with all of these things, like... Dis-identifying with all of these thoughts, but then, like, that I, that I recognize as being... little, you know, fragments of intellect that uh, just aren't myself, but that seem like they seemed like part of myself before. And then, and then I recognize the, the process of what I'm doing of what's, what's apparently happening is like like what what would appear as like like meta thoughts or um, relatively higher order observations on the nature of my thinking or like observing how I'm thinking. Uh, ooh, garter snake! What a beauty! Well, let me get, let me bust out the lens real quick. We'll just have a brief garter snake break. Snake break. Wow, what a beauty. I love a snake break. Uh, yeah, so like I, I, identifying facets of what could be called metacognition or just, ooh, now we got a praying mantis. All right, mantis break real quick, sorry.
Wow. Oh, it looks scared actually. It looks uh suspicious. Maybe it's maybe it's just my um projecting, but in a sense this praying mantis appears to me to be expressing um caution or suspicion towards me. Uh, we'll we'll, we'll de delve into later, maybe. I'm just just want to bookmark that uh, activity of projecting onto the rest of the world. This uh, the model projecting, extrapolating from our model of self, of human self, and extrapolating out onto the world. Uh, which kind of kind of results in in our conception of a hierarchy of things like sentience or or like the uh, complexity of uh, rats. The uh, camera is malfunctioning again and doing the thing where it freezes despite my continued attempts at remedying the situation. Um, anyhow, where were we? Like, I identifying, you know, these facets of metacognition, so to speak, of recognizing that I am, rec recognizing the act of recognizing the emptiness of my thoughts and then and then immediately recognizing the the emptiness of that recognition as not myself you know because i can i can completely i can completely attribute it to something that is is uh, completely outside of my actual subjective experience, that is, or in a way, you know, it's, it's like, it's other than that which is witnessing it. So, just to put it perfectly simply, like, every, every kind of, really, really everything that I've said, Every thought that I've said, every uh, concept that I have explained or articulated, I can I can see pretty clearly how much it's originated outside of myself. I can even in most instances, like probably trace it back to some thought that I encountered, that I read or heard somebody said, and then even beyond that, the sort of, I, I can kind of recognize the manner in which I am thinking as originating outside of myself, as, you know, being picked up 
from the from somewhere in the external world as you know somebody else doing it or, or demonstrating or describing it a uh, way of thinking or way of acting or or way of being in the world whether by example or or by uh, statement or I can or I can recognize these things as like if I can't attribute it to outside of my self directly then I can attribute it to something some kind of residue from my past self something that I've done before or thought before uh, something that I feel identified with as a person and then as, like as soon as I kind of realize that uh, I feel alienated from it and if you're a regular watcher you probably are familiar with me saying like exactly this thing in just maybe slightly different wording maybe even very close to the same wording before and you're like you know if you're like my experience of this is like you're just you're doing the same thing again uh, and I wonder if uh, if you're feeling similarly like um, kind of tired of this and I I feel tired of this and but then at the same time I also I also recognize that there there's something in the spirit of that that is seeming to point towards what's actually desired like what what would be like if this is if i'm feeling alienated from this and that facet of experience this and that appearance and 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 subsequently finding them to be empty or not substantial or or, or not exactly real uh what is what does that suggest as like an opposite to that like what what would be real um i don't know i i almost want to say nothing I think I'm going down the wrong path, actually. We could say that this is a form of difficulty uh, in that like I feel also concerned for you the viewer and I suspect that you you might be I, I suspect that you're maybe experiencing or have experienced some doubt 
about whether this is a good use of your time. Or, uh, you know, if I'm, if I'm a good person to listen to. Or, or at this moment, if this, is, if this is a worthwhile activity for you. And, uh, I don't know. I mean, I probably am projecting and, but in a, in a sense, like, it may be impossible not to project. It, it, it may actually be the case that projection is really all, all reality is. But, um, I think I'm still on the wrong path again. It's strange. It's 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 as if I it's as if some part of me has some kind of cognizance that it's uh, in fact productive to go through these doubts, to uh, to experience these doubts fully. And now, when I say that. In some ways, that could be a form of copping out or of rationalizing away some of the doubt in a way to not experience it as fully. But also, I, ju I just have to admit, to be perfectly honest, that I have... Uh, that there, there's some kind of intuition based on, we could, we could say, uh, an amalgamation of memories of doing this walking and talking thing that informs me that going through with all the doubt and confusion and difficulty is really just a, a completely integral and a necessary part of doing this and completely attached to opposite experiences. Uh, but when I say that, I'm kind of revealing A sort of searching for um, 
a different experience. Uh, when, when I say that, I'm, I'm actually... I'm, I'm realizing now that when I say that I'm, I'm participating, I'm, I am participating in a, a type of dualism, of course. That, uh... It's kind of contrasting something, something like wisdom or insight with uh, its opposite of, of being you know, flawed or, or partial or, or dualistic thinking. And then, of course, I'm implicitly um, placing a non-dualistic type of thinking hierarchically above a dualistic thinking, but uh, I almost want to say in a sense um, that that's kind of like naturally the case or that it's uh, that that's tautologically the case in the sense that anytime you have a, a duality that is two things, or, or two aspects, then they're, they're necessarily two aspects of some kind, some kind of substrate that has in itself unity. And, uh, It kind of, kind of seems from my perspective, although I, like, you know, I'm a little suspect of my perspective, but it seems from my perspective that, uh, discovering the unities that, like, like, I guess I, I'm, I'm conceiving the unity as being uh, a, a type of higher truth than the duality that it's composed of. But like, you can kind of tell that there is some kind of conceptual model uh, at place here that uh, suggests that uh, it's like like when you when you kind of resolve dualities into each other uh, it's akin to moving up uh, a hierarchy of understanding um, so I guess it's kind of interesting that I seem to be recognizing that as a mental model and uh, 
Like if you if you asked me to demonstrate or or prove that that is true, I I think as as far as I can get right now is would probably be just kind of like uh, circular arguments or or just kind of like translating the terms into other terms. But yeah, I, I, uh, I feel, I feel worried about your experience still in a sense because I feel, uh, in a sense equally worried about my own understanding of things that it seems so un it seems so it seems markedly unclear and as if i'm just kind of swimming around in uh a meaningless sea of intellectual abstraction that In, in my like uh, apparent apparently I'm, I'm like searching after something that feels like a unity of experience or, or unity of thought where things make sense but then of course as you know I hear my I hear myself say that, and then it becomes contrasted against memory. Uh, memory of myself saying the sorts of things like there's no sense to be made or that they're, they're just simply isn't such a thing as sense. But when I when I say those things now, I don't I don't feel fully connected to that reality. It feels like I'm just saying it. Uh, whereas I, I suppose that my memory is my memory is suggesting a type of state where I'm like more connected to those things. Uh, as an experienced reality rather than uh, just kind of a, a verbal linguistic reality that uh, is, isn't fully connected to like the present experience of saying them but then I'm, I'm like what like why is why why was why is that inherently important Couldn't things have 
a useful explanatory power without the the explainer being like actively in real time uh, experiencing what's being explained. So you know this this like this kind of puts puts into question like the, the whole it kind of puts into premise like it under it puts into question like my whole uh premise behind doing this apparently or that like I guess a premise that I've been holding um without examining apparently Like this, this uh, premise that walking and talking would be different than uh, different than knowledge or something. What? I feel I feel so embarrassed again I, and then again. It's like this is also this is uh, all of this is really just. All of this this uh, behavior is is completely repetitive. I feel I feel profoundly confused right now. In, I, I, I feel, I feel confused and doubtful in a way that I would describe as kind of an infinite regress of doubt and of, of seeing in, in a not very pleasant way, the emptiness And uh, of of anything that I, I uh, could cling on to as being 
part of myself or, or good or interesting or beautiful or, or useful or helpful. Seeing in, an un, in a, a totally unpleasant way the profoundly flawed nature of um, a whole way of, of thinking and being, it, it, it seems like. As if, as if everything that I'm doing, or, or even like have done, or every, every way that I would uh, really conceive of anything is uh, erroneous. Or just, just like, you know, just based on nothing. Like it's, it's all, it's all nothing. Uh, and then, but then, like why, why would it be that way, you know? Like why, there's this question of like, you know, how, how how was how would it be possible um, to exist like for such a long time in in such an erroneous way uh, for everything you know to be be just to to like ha have oneself consist of of absolutely nothing but delusion like there's like there's only delusion even even um, any kind of concept of like being a good person or, or uh, improving myself consisting of, of be being founded on delusion like what is going on It almost, and then, and then, kind of additionally, it, it almost seems like uh, like this whole, this whole uh, structure of what I'm saying, and, and even, even, uh, even, even how I'm thinking right now, um, being deluded, which is, which, you know, of course implies paradox, like, that this, this whole apparent, um, description of myself being consisting of nothing but delusion and all my actions and thoughts and motivations being delusion, but then, but then that observation in itself being nothing more than delusion like it, it, it itself being meaningless or erroneous 
And then, like... Like this, this, this somewhat, this, this somewhat intense feeling that anything, anything that I even could say or do is similarly just uh, empty. Or Or, or just based on, on profound delusion. And then, and then, I don't know. Like I'm still, I, I, one thing that I could say is in a sense, it seems as if this uh, unpleasantness, this uh, sort of like negative realization of the of uh, what I'm not, or you know. This realization of the emptiness of whoever I, I appear to have, I appear to seem to think that I was. In a sense, gets me uh, more. It brings me more fully. I, I feel as if I'm at least more fully. Um, Involved in this experience. I mean, and of course, it's like uh, the language here is is totally contradictory. Like I'm talking about myself, apparently. And the emptiness thereof. So it, it doesn't make any sense. Like this. Now, I mean, and now I'm thinking about you, and I'm just like, wow. Uh, I feel I feel impressed by your uh, willingness to go along with this, to to actually continue spending your time this way. I'm I'm like fascinated. Well, I, well, I'm like. I feel as if I, I more or less don't know what is going on, like what's going to happen here, or like if this is all leading to anything, or if it's, you know, uh, just a bottomless pit. But then, but then there's, there's still this element of faith here. There's still this element of faith present that it's some that it somehow belongs and that somehow it's like an an okay thing to to go down this bottomless pit
So, I mean, in some sense, it's like, I'm sort of reassuring you, but at the same time, I'm not. Uh, I mean, it's also kind of funny. It's like, obviously, obviously there's, it's, it's, not, it's also not as if we're, we are like involuntarily um, stuck in this situation, you and I. It's like, obviously you can stop at any moment stop listening, stop watching, and uh, go do something else. And of course I have the option of just uh, stopping the video and then uh, could let my mind drift to whatever seemingly more um, uh, tangible, se tangible seeming pursuits that it might go for, you know, like try to try to figure out what's what's the practical, what's the more practical thing to do in this moment. Now that I'm not filming a video anymore, but uh, but then at the same time, there, there, there seems like uh, to be a certain interest or urgency. Or just willingness to, to go, to just go down this hole, um, go through this tunnel. I mean, and, and if, I, if, if I'm calling it a tunnel, it means that I secretly have some faith that it uh, lets out somewhere, that there's a light at the end of the tunnel. But then I, I'm also like, you know, it may be a little dramatic to describe this as a tunnel. That is just like... Like what? Are, what? Are, what are we actually talking about, anyways? Like, I seem to be just uh, confused, but I, I'm not even sure. I'm not even sure what it is I'm confused about. Um, and but if but then if I actually like try to observe like what's uh, my emotional valence it it kind of would seem on the surface as if uh, you know like there's something difficult or like there's some kind of tension there's uh, there's some kind of tension here in the storyline in in the uh, emotional arc of this video that is like a crisis of a crisis of uh, meaning but then on further inspection i'm just kind of observing my physiological state and i don't encounter any big problem really It's just like, okay, so I guess I'm... I'm not sure. And then there's like, there, there seems to be some aspect that wants a problem. There want, that wants to, wants to um, c 
confront a crisis of meaning that suspects that there's uh, a reward on the other side, that there that uh, something that something comes out of that that resembles meaning or uh, resembles some kind of deeper understanding or something like that. And then, uh, so then, you know, I become critical of that. That uh, seeking for some, here's a cool uh, puffball that has been fired. Like why? Like why am I uh, seeking some? Why am I seeking a resolution? I mean, in one sense, I know that I've I've laid out like a, a ton of sort of philosophical questions in this episode that I obviously have not resolved in any way, and kind of have kind of left them hanging and so that seems like kind of a problem or or you know it it has uh, an irresolution to it and uh and now i'm going on and in in a way i'm i'm almost like feel like there's a like like there's a problem with uh the lack of emotional crisis or something like uh, it's almost as if part of me wants to be totally freaking out because or you know like not exactly freaking out but like near freaking out or something or going through uh going through some kind of existential crisis uh because I can, from my mem, from you know my intuition that's formed by memory, associate that experience with uh, the uh, feeling of of freshness and uh, greater appreciation for life that like emerges from the other side of that, and so now I'm kind of like. I'm, I'm, I feel as if I'm observing a, uh, a type of arc, a type of emotional arc for this uh, walking and talking episode that uh, I'm, I'm interpreting as not being dramatic enough, uh, it being too calm or something. As if, uh, as if, as if I were too comfortable in persisting in 
this irresolution of certain philosophical questions or uh, that uh, it's as if I'm not fully involved as I could be like uh, and then then I question am I doing you a, a disservice in that I mean this is this is like really bad right this is like very bad uh, video and any and, and really any any metric of value that I can think of including my own hmm weird very weird other than fulfilling the parameters that I've set out for myself which is to continually talk but it's as if um, it's as if there there's just a a persisting low-level dissatisfaction it's like I could put it uh, that we could even interpret as manifesting as uh, a dissatisfaction with the relative level of satisfaction it's strange you know I have to admit to having some kind of conception of why it is that I repeatedly make these videos and that I think one way to summarize that conception would be uh, the idea that by engaging in this relatively long period of a reflexive type of thinking and and by verbalizing that thinking and making it public in, in a way kind of making my my kind of interior subjective thinking aspect of myself accountable to um, my outward facing social uh, conception of the world or you know like like a kind of in a way forcing them to come to terms with each other But by engaging in this process over a relatively long, uninterrupted period, that um, there's a certain valuable experience to be had that uh, of of uh, like like a, a transformative type of uh, disidentification. 
that um, can occur not only for me but for you as well. But, uh, you know, I've been going along here so far and uh, really nothing like that is occurring. Maybe, maybe for glimpses or something. Like why... Like sort of uh, an idea that simply that, that by like following these parameters of continuing to talk and record it on video for four hours uh, that the, those parameters would kind of give rise to that sort of experience as kind of an emergent phenomena, but also give rise to, excuse me, excuse me for a moment. <clears throat> give rise to um, even um, a very sort of integrated understanding of individuation and of uh, the would-be limited forms of of knowledge and um, individual experience as manifestations of the whole but then uh, and end of like this being a different type of thing than than merely like explaining uh, a, a conceptual worldview. But uh, I I honestly can't say anything like that has occurred so far, and it, and it just seems like I'm kind of like persisting, uh, running, running around, uh, like there's, there's, I can't help but continue to feel that something keeps eluding me. And then, and then when I think of, of your experience of this, I'm like, how can I, uh, how can I waste your time like this? This is, this is strange, but then, but, but still, There remains some kind, some kind of uh, faith, I guess.
But it 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 seems it's like coming it's coming really intensely up against the doubt. The the types of uh, thoughts and feelings that um, this isn't good enough. That um, something has to change, and and it's so funny. Like I'm hearing myself say these things in um, with the negative emotional valence, and then immediately remembering myself saying exactly the same things, but with like a a completely accepting type of valence. Maybe that's not entirely true, like... Because there, there's kind of like a... It's actually kind of an infinite impossibility of, of total acceptance. But it's, a, it's as if, it's as if I can both remember in the past and project into like a possible future, some kind of state of being that um, would, would completely understand the dissatisfaction and would completely understand the negative emotional valence of the present type of experience and just completely like incorporate and accept that, that sort of like negative aspect of existence. It would seem, but then, uh, but then I I find myself, you know, like, not accepting this. I, what is that? Why is it that I feel as if I can't accept the present experience? Like I, like this this isn't good enough. For me or for you. And it almost seems as if like the reason for not accepting this is a recursive one. That uh, I can't accept this because I don't feel actual acceptance. Just like, you know, completely recursive. Meaning, meaning that's empty.
you know? I just, I feel right now just uh, in the most mundane terms. Um, all of the, all of the absurdity and negative interpretations and implications of the current experience. The whole idea of walking and talking, of um, spending four hours of my life this way. Um, but it's not actually, I don't actually feel that um, in the dark, you know. That's honestly not the whole of my experience. It's just a, it's a kind of, um, like I'm kind of, could describe this as kind of persisting uh, in, in a disequilibrium that is searching for a resolution and uh, you know, continuing, continuing to seek resolution, even with the knowledge that there there may be no resolution at all. But um, I mean. Well, for one thing, I, I do know that uh, this um, kind of felt dissonance is impermanent and and only relative. And uh, similarly, at least intellectually, I seem to have this knowledge that this, this felt dissonance always contributes to its opposite of resolution, you know, or consonance, we could say. Cognitive consonance. And that in, in a way, it's a... Uh, Like, maybe what's happening here could be described as a kind of delayed reward. Just, you know, spending hours in a real weird experience. But then, like I say weird experience, but also just like, uh, you could equally say that it's just like painfully mundane. That it's, uh, 
without anything, you know? But at the same time, like I wouldn't, I don't actually want anything else. And that's, that's an interesting thing to realize that it's not as if I want reality to be some other way. There's a praying mantis egg sack. That's cool. So like being dissatisfied but not wanting anything to change? That seems uh that seems like a contradiction. Kind of, kind of a funny one. Like it just, it kind of makes me want to say, this is all right. Oh, oh, this is all right. And then that's that's even that's even kind of strange to uh, listen to myself say. It's like uh, like this is weird. Like no, not like um, like I I was looking for an experience, and then actually. Uh, Very, very strangely, very, and very paradoxically, actually, uh, I feel like I, I like I, I feel as if I just now, kind of admitted to myself that I was looking for a particular experience that I, I was kind of imagining from memory. And then, you know, like I was looking for the, uh, that sort of reward of like understanding. 
or like I, I was looking for, you know, crisis and then resolution. And um, what I what I've been kind of given, so to speak, here in this episode is like the absence of what I was looking for, which. Uh, Weirdly enough, I now feel compelled to say it's like actually exactly what I needed. Like when I when I said just a little bit ago that like Like I, like I actually realized that uh, this is all right, this is okay, this, without, without something else going on, without a special experience. And, and when I said that, what I was kind of saying, like, this is all right, is means, like, actually, the dissatisfaction. The, uh... The, the not getting what I was looking for. And then, kind of, like... I mean, it, it, it's, uh... It's paradoxical in, in quite a, a marvelous way. Um, that I, I feel, I, I actually feel kind of overwhelmed right now that um, that in a weird way, like exactly the opposite of my experience is like now is like you could be said to now be manifesting in that. Uh, paradoxically, it's like, but then of course, like this is sort of a cliche that you would hear all the time. Uh, like that, like the the real, just kind of like genuine. Um, actually letting go of, of the searching for something that uh, I, I wouldn't attribute that letting go to anything um, to my individual self. It was, it's just some, something that, that happened not because of like some, not, not because of like the right kind of effort, just kind of like the can just like the kind of continued uh, um, frustration of what I was wanting, you know, of like not getting what I'm seeking in a strange way was like exactly what was needed to uh, just just actually just actually accept. Um, what actually is, 
And then paradoxically, um, what seemed to be because it is like is not anymore. Like that is the dissatisfaction only went away because uh, there was actual acceptance of dissatisfaction, and but then like there's no. There's no, um, it's like there, there, it's as if there is and there isn't resolution to the, the problem. Like the, the resolution kind of. is the same as the persistence of the problem, if you will. Uh, but then, you know, it weirdly... it weirdly ceases to be only a problem. I don't know. Like, this is still still very mysterious. There's, yeah, there's like, like I, I can only sort of say that there, there is and isn't any kind of resolution. Like, apologies, I'm, in addition to Having a recently injured knee, I'm also recovering from a, a mild cold or something. It's like at th at this point, I, I can't even uh, I can't even speak of this experience um, as being either in a state of consonance or dissonance or or being like positively or, ne or negatively emotionally valenced uh, it's, it's actually kind of kind of neither but then also kind of both it's that it's once again that kind of Neither nor and and both type of scenario. You know what I mean? You know what I mean. It's like my uh I mean I'm obviously like my mind is is um keeps kind of trying to summarize or encapsulate uh, the situation that's going on right now. And uh, obviously I'm, I'm tending to attempt to try to like, you know, relate what my emotional experience is 
or uh, what the uh, what's the, what's the state of like philosophical or, or spiritual resolution or irresolution of the matters at hand. And uh, I'm recognizing that there are plenty of ways in which I could sort of linguistically and conceptually encapsulate those things and articulate them, but then at the same time recognizing the uh, inadequacy of anything that I would say and uh, the duality of any of those things that I would say, uh, because anything that I can say in it, you know, is kind of a falsehood in that it, it leaves out, it, it, it only has meaning in terms of its opposite and leaves the opposite out, so you can't really say anything, actually. Um, but it's like I'm continuing to say things anyway, I'm continuing to say a lot of things, and in some way it's like, that's, that's okay, like this is okay to persist in like uh, to persist in like an ontological impossibility an ontological and and um, epistemological impossibility per, we, like we, we are we are persisting in impossibility. You could say, but then, but then it's, it's also like, no, we actually aren't persisting at all. And uh, it's okay. And then, but then, and it's like, this okayness is actually not completely okay because like the okayness also uh includes the not okayness and then uh it's like the not okayness has to include the okayness and you know we we can and and we'll go on and on like this forever uh I, I felt tempted just now to say, I, I love that. I love it. So now you, now you, now you are hearing me just say like, I love it to, uh, exactly this, the same state of reality that just a few minutes ago, I was like completely frustrated by. And so it goes. And, you know, or, or doesn't. I just, yeah, I don't know. Like, at this moment, it's like, I, I love even what could be termed like the, the relative flatness of 
this video of the the just ongoing ongoing um what like I'm, I'm trying to think of a better word than uh irresolution or or dissatisfaction like just the ongoing um The, what, I mean, what's a good word of, of something that's just like not satisfying? And and not and and not in any dramatic way either. But I don't know. Maybe maybe now I am. Maybe now the the way that I am kind of like uh, writing this story of what is going on with this video. Uh, is starting to veer in, into a type of drama or a type of... Um, romance or something. going to take a whiz and uh, lately sometimes I've been pausing the video recording while I whiz just for a relatively more um, conventional I guess listening experience uh, to, to kind of not um, go against uh, social customs so much just to you know make this uh, as, as normal as possible um, so I guess I'll do that. There's something that uh, remains just completely mysterious about this, about everything, I guess. But I was about to say just about <clears throat> the nature of these videos, like, that, uh, it just strikes me as, as just incredible that, uh, that anybody could understand anything from this video, or that, that, uh, anyone has any kind of experience that even even vaguely uh, resembles mine or resonates with mine from these videos um, is just astounding to me and 
and yet I, I uh, you know, I, I received like I, I, I receive like just enough feedback to indicate that at least a handful of people do. Um, and then, uh, like, I'm just kind of thinking back over the course of this, and I'm thinking about, I guess I'm thinking about my past self, so to speak. Uh, just like, you know, doing what my past self did, which is keep going through all this uh, doubt or, or uh, just, you know, letting, letting the doubt continue. But it's actually, I mean, and it, I mean, from my perspective, it's actually not that surprising or, or it's like not that any, it's like not that big of a deal from my perspective. But then when I think about someone else, you, when I think about you being willing to go along for that ride by watching or listening, I'm just really impressed and heartened that um, that type of person such as yourself exists in the world. I'm, it's a, uh, it gives me hope. That people like you are out there. Patient people. You are a patient motherfucker. Maybe, maybe sometime I should uh, hike one of these uh, utility cuts. You know, these, these um, long straight lines that they cut through the woods to make way for the power lines and sometimes gas lines as well. I did that once, you know. It just wasn't a walking and talking. But I did hike, I did hike one of these two hours one way, two hours the other way, and... Uh, it was crazy. I fell into a creek and it was November or something. But maybe, maybe I should do that for a walking and talking. Sorry, this is, it's an aside, you know. But appar apparently I'm like, apparently I'm like satisfied enough or something. I, or I, I seem to be exhibiting, uh, not a concern with uh, answering profound philosophical questions like uh, what's the nature of self and uh, reality and uh, why is there consciousness and, and so on and so forth 
What's uh, what's up with that? Shouldn't I shouldn't I be shouldn't I be answering these questions? I probably should be. I seem to feel as if there's an answer. Or at least, a, you know, a, a superior explanation. A superior model of things. Well, I'm going to keep talking here, uh, <clears throat> even, even with... Even with all the, the raging kind of... Well, not exactly raging, but just the, the persistent... Um, awareness of the, of the inadequacy of of this and of myself and uh, you know this as a as a manifestation of myself just the the total uh, whackness of this you know the the total like embarrassment
of like when you see uh I don't know. I guess like one one sees uh can can encounter another person and feel embarrassed for them. But uh I guess uh I guess now that I think of that, like when I feel embarrassed for somebody, it could also be said that I feel actually a lot of empathy for them at the same time, you know? Like, uh, you, you see some something that's, uh, that's very kind of cringy, like maybe this is this uh maybe what I'm doing here maybe this whole thing is is kind of cringy you could say or I don't know of course it's of course it's subjective but I I see something cringy and I I you know it's like you feel embarrassed for the person and then at the same time you feel this empathy of like I, I would not want to be that person in that moment. I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to be that person um, doing that thing or saying that thing or like, but in, at the same time, like what that implies is you wouldn't want to be that person. Uh, you wouldn't want to have, have had the sequence of life experiences that would lead up to the particularly cringy manifestation that you observe. Like you wouldn't want that experience of, I don't know, being raised the way the person was raised or, uh, being inundated by the, the shitty cultural values that would lead them to act in a shitty way or a dumb or ignorant way or whatever and then uh, like for me when I when I'm like witnessing something cringy I'm, I'm also like damn that's our culture uh, and then you're like well I'm kind of in some way connected to that person. Like I recognize this because I'm part of the same culture, even if it's not the same exact, you know, culture. It's related and I, I understand the, the culture that this is a manifestation of. And then like, so then at, at the same time, I'm like, in my recognition of that, there's this sense of like, how can I not be like that person? Like, what what uh, seems so shitty about this? And uh, damn, like, do I exhibit that in some ways? 
Like, in what sense is that a part of myself? There's lots of chickweed up here. It's very, it's really fresh and tender. So in, in a way it's like, this is me kind of preemptively empathizing with your possible uh, cringe reaction to this or, or to anything really. And then uh, as a way of not, well, you know, worrying about it but not worrying about it too much in that it's okay, it's okay to see things and cringe at them, I think. Because it's like we're cringing at ourselves. You know what I mean? It's like you recognize, you recognize a potential part of yourself when you cringe at somebody else. You know what I mean? Like you can kind of understand where they're coming from. And then you're like, but there's a better way. I feel it's, uh, I would remark that right now I, f I feel as if, um, strangely enough, that from the kind of long lasting mediocrity or, uh, I need a word that's even, that's even, uh, you know, a little more difficult than mediocrity. Uh, the, uh, from the long-lasting kind of low-level dissatisfaction of this video, uh, started to come a kind of very, very mundane type of acceptance of the dissatisfaction and uh, a kind of mundane cessation of the seeking for uh, some kind of big experience, like the, the uh, cessation of looking for a peak experience, paradoxically, from that started to emerge, how shall we say, a more 
a more kind of like active uh, and integrated um, embodying of, of paradox or something you could say. Um, you know, by way of acceptance of non-acceptance, but then um, all, all of the all of the impossibility that that implies. And now it, it's as if I was. Uh, it's as if kind of actually. As if I am now, in this moment, trying to uh, grasp at a kind of, a kind of what I'm constructing as a type of exuberance or, or cognitive consonance that um, in a strange way I maybe saw hints of um, in, in a, a period that I'm kind of constructing in, in the recent past that you might remember. But I'm also aware, I'm also aware of like, that I'm actively in this moment constructing that in my, in my interpretations of it as being like, in my interpretation of there being a moment that uh, 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 seemed to like, at least on, on some like emotionally valenced aspect, um, border on resolution or consonance or, uh, or uh, exuberance or um, tranquility maybe, or something like that. And, uh, and then, <clears throat> And then, uh, but then, like, I'm just aware that I'm, I maybe, like, then started to uh, write a story of having, having started to lose that or something. And, uh, you know, I'm thinking of going off on this tangent about uh, cringing at certain people or cultural manifestations. And... Uh, Perceiving a a, a, poss a certain possible like self-deprecating tone or something, and then uh, not not really liking that, and then uh, feeling as if I had uh, strayed from the strayed from the whatever path I uh, seem to think myself as walking on, and now in this moment. Uh, having perceiving myself as having been in danger of beginning to conceive of myself as being back on the path because of a certain glimpse of what I would describe as some kind of meta-awareness of my own thought process but um realizing in in the in the formulation of the, of that conception its own um 
falsity and uh, and then I, I would kind of maybe describe what seems to be going on or describe as best I can in uh, describing as best I can the moments that uh, are in the general vicinity of my cognition and 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 being interpreted as the present um, <clears throat> so how I, I would describe how I'm how I'm how I'm attempting to um, classify what I'm calling the present uh, which we're just gonna have to go with even though I, I'm recognizing that that in itself is a fallacious construction is um, <clears throat> I would describe it as like eh, perhaps we could call it a uh, relatively sharpening granularity of of um, self skepticism, if you will, or um, a, a, a sharpening what's what seems to be like like a sharpening of, of the acuteness with which um, experience is seeing through itself, uh, which I is probably uh, kind of vague sounding, uh, but let me just let me just actually try to clarify that it's it's as if like. I am becoming more aware, and I say I in a weird tone of voice because it's as if there are scare quotes around it now, uh, which I genuinely feel that. I mean, which is also paradoxical in that, like, absolutely, absolutely everything I'm saying uh, feels continuously upended by the following moment, or like, you know the the following moment, like as as um, as as constructed by as is as is kind of like constructed or thrown up by like apparent experience. And I know this is getting into gibberish, um, but I I uh, I welcome and honor your um, willingness to even attempt at understanding. And uh, I hope that you will uh, welcome the experience of non-understanding or confusion or discombobulation because it's in some ways um, at the heart of this even though it's like this could be conceived of as an attempt to like make the most sense or make the clearest sense possible or uh, try to uh, engage in actual truthfulness um, what it and what it and it could be said to what it goes in, what that results in, is actually the opposite of that, of uh, derealization of everything. Um, now I feel that where I'm at now is uh, a tangent that was taken off of 
something else. And I believe that what that was is um, that I was trying to verbally clarify a statement that I made, uh, which is like, yeah, ex experience um, kind of like ex experience um, getting more more self-cognizant of its of of how it it's kind of creating itself or that it that it uh in a sense it's it's like just kind of recursively creating itself uh there's like this increasing awareness that even even like such a thing that could be called uh, experience is uh, is constructed and doesn't have a basis and uh, so it's like and then but it's but it, it, it's it's so profoundly doesn't have any basis that nothing nothing being said here can can possibly be true or or it could not possibly have something such as truth uh, and it's like it's as if like there's this uh in increasing inescapable awareness of of just uh the the impossibility of 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 this and by this, I just mean anything that you could conceive of this as being at all existing. You know what I mean? Like, it's as if I'm saying this doesn't exist, but also that's obviously not possible. But then... It's also it's also what seems to be at the center of any apparent truth. But the, but also this is just completely normal. Like this is there's a, this is just normal um, walking and talking. I'm just I'm just here walking and talking. I'm making a video and uh, you know like there's nothing abnormal happening and yet it's all it's all completely it's made of nothing but abnormality it's like like there's a uh, <clears throat> It's just as if, as if, like, what normality is, what normalcy is, is just complete and utter nonsense. Just like, like an infinitely recursive WTF. But that's just normal. Uh, 
Is this, is this weird, what I'm saying? Or, uh, what I'm doing? I mean, I know it is. It's like a, like in any, in any of these silences where I stop talking, um, is it's as if uh, a world rapidly emerges. It's as if a world is rapidly constructed. Uh, it's as if like apparently solid realities get constructed in any of these moments where I kind of cease talking. Um, but then I'm, I'm aware of this world being created mentally, just like, like this, this um, immediate kind of um, creation of, of identity and like um, apparent knowledge and judgment of like what this is, like what this video is and what this means rushes up but in total um in in total like mirroring of uh what i judge you to be or like what i judge the uh this culture to be or or like the external world to be both of them kind of like rush up in in um in asymmetry to each other <clears throat> and uh but then when, um, when I feel like I'm, I am actually actualizing what this is, that is, when I'm in what this is, when I'm being what this is, uh, the, the illusoriness of, of those things becomes what seems, what seems more real. And... As if, as if, as if I just uh, keep thinking hard or something, but then at the same time, like, thinking, this uh, apparent thinking hard is actually something that, once it keeps going, is observed to be actually nothing at all. Like, not an effort, just something that's sort of happening, and, uh, like, the idea of hardness disappears, and there's just this... There's just talking, but then the, uh, the, uh, and there's apparent meaning in the talking, you know what I mean? You understand, like I'm speaking English, you're understanding English, but then, uh, there's not, there at times maybe appears to be meaning to what I'm saying, you know what I mean? You can recognize syntax and uh, the relative meaning of the different words that I'm saying in relation to each other. But then like, the more, the more you kind of like, seem, the more we kind of seem to hone in on the meaning or like, uh, the more it seems, the more it seems empty. The more it seems like, uh, 
like everything disappears. Like meaning, like when meaning disappears, it's, it's as if like reality disappears, but it doesn't exactly disappear. And like you, you and I disappear, but we don't exactly disappear. But, but it's as if, but it becomes as if we never had appeared. It becomes as if there was, there wasn't ever any um, meaning to this. It becomes as if what we seemed, what, what we, what it seems like we mistook for meaning or for reality uh, was just kind of like a, a relative enfoldment, 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 a twisting up and a nodding of what would be more adequately termed non-meaninglessness, non-meaning or unreality. And of course, like, but of course those are meaningless things without their opposites and so on and so forth. Infinite regress. Uh, and then it's like, can an, can an infinite regress be of a substantial uh, basis for reality? But then it's like, does that's a pointless question. We don't need to assume that reality needs to have any fundamental basis. I mean, it would seem to imply, like, it seems like the definition reality would seem to imply a, that there is something, that there is something fundamental. But then, of course, like, you know, we go in this infinite regress of meaning because reality only means something in contrast with a non-reality, something that does not exist, and then, of course, you know, that's a meaningless concept without, it's, it only has any meaning in relation to the idea of reality. Here's another puffball. Puff. as if I'm not ready to <clears throat> go back yet but it's not it's not real uh, I was gonna say it's a, as if I'm not ready to go back to uh, quote-unquote normal reality where I assume that I'm an individual person who operates in a functional relation with a world. But of course, like, uh, even that whole conception of a notion of reality like that only has any meaning in relation to uh, what I'm obviously conceiving of as a this that is different. 
as of this where there's there aren't such distinctions or in which distinctions like that can be seen through I'll just I'm just gonna keep keep trying to um, describe as best uh, as possible what appears to be happening um, in a way I guess I would say that it seem it seems as if there is a more active um, instability uh, to experience. But at the same time, I actually, actually the opposite is true. This is, this is really strange. Like, I, I say uh, instability in that any of the concepts being laid forth which appear to continually frame this experience and uh, obviously it's a it's a continually shifty kind of frame although it's it's also possible that there's uh, maybe a frame that's not shifting at all there's there's maybe uh, it could be I mean it could be said that this that there's a certain frame that uh, could generally be called as conforming to like a non-dual worldview or that of paradox or that of infinite regress or something seems to be persistent or something like that and 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 relatively stable uh, and unquestioned or something but I would say that within that there there have not been any worldviews that are uh, comprehensive and strong enough to like usurp um, that apparently overarching frame that I'm, I'm referring to as like non-duality or paradox but truthfully we I, I can't I can't really say I, I mean I can't really call non-duality as being like a stable framework because of course it only has meaning in contradiction to something like duality and we like we can obviously observe duality strongly at play if we think about it you know right like right here in everything that seems to be happening but uh when i say you know i say that they're in in a sense like an increased or, or like a, a more destabilized experience and then and then at the same time like in, in the the destabilized implies its opposite like like if there's if there's a destabilized experience, meaning like 
some aspect of experience is uh, changing more rapidly or more dramatically, then it also it also implies a, con a continuity of those things, and it implies a medium in which that change must be occurring. And that I, I would say that that resonates with quote unquote my experience that there's uh, for whatever. Uh, change that I'm change in experience that I might point to there's similarly a continuity in experience uh, or like some something that remains stable something that that uh, that contains all of the change uh, but then you know we get to like definitional definitionally almost like um, change and sameness like imply and contain each other uh, because it's like change, change definitely, like like there, if there is apparently one thing and then apparently something different, it implies it it necessarily implies like a common medium that those two separate things must exist within in order for change to be perceived or to manifest or to exist at all, and then conversely, uh, the the concept of of sameness kind of. Im implies that there um, is more than one thing or something like saying like if there is something that is like something and then there is something else that is also like that it implies something else it implies a more do you, do you see what I'm saying like the idea of same implies that there are at least two apparent entities that could be the same as each other, which implies a difference. Uh, so it's, I mean, it's again, it's like uh, anything that I try to uh, explain about this experience becomes meaningless in itself. Like we try to, I, I, I'm, I'm simply trying, I'm simply trying to uh, speak um, truthfully you know, tr truthfulness, and of course, like, I'm not uh, deluded into uh, thinking of an objective truth, but, you know, uh, of it as a kind of process. But then again, it's like, when we, when we sort of, like, observe and except the like processual uh, nature of that which we would think of as truth it's al it's almost as if like the the it, its opposite is is simply as is just as like relevant like to to say untruth like everything that's been going on that could be characterized as moving towards truth um, we have to admit that it's it's also just the the sort of exposition of untruth but you know maybe maybe this is just an idea that I have from reading too much philosophy or something like that But it's, it's, at the same time, it's just like, this is simply just empty talking. You know, I mean, I, I, I uh, 
I reckon that you uh, have realized this long time, uh, you know, a long time ago, but then it's like, Is there any, you know, there's no point in saying it. There's no, there's no point in saying that, there's no point in even posing the question of like, is there any talking that wouldn't be empty? And, you know, I think you, I think you know the answer to that. Or maybe you don't. Like just, uh, I don't know. This is, this is just sort of like, I don't know what's going on here. Uh, not only, I mean, I mean, of course it's like, I, I'm, I'm trying to think of like, if there's a, a, a value judgment-free terminology. To describe what's going on here. You know, it's just like, it's, it's, it's inadequate. It's, uh, it's just, it's just bad and whack in all, in all the ways, in, in every way. Um, and, and yet, and yet it exists, or, uh, you know, as much as anything could be said to exist, I guess. Uh, and it can't just, it, this, like this, what's going on here, can't just exist in isolation from the rest of the world from the rest of physical reality and from culture and and so on. And for me it's like it's as it's as real as anything can be. It's as real as it gets, but then it's also just completely fake. It's like, uh, I mean, basically just saying, like, completely fake is as real as anything gets. But this, these, these are completely empty words. You know, you know that. But then, you know, it's like, say something that's not empty. Say something that means something. And then, uh, you know, obviously, we can, we can, you know, this is obvious that 
if we can say something that means something in relation to something else, but then uh, when we look at this, the something else, it's it doesn't have anything inherent about it either. But that's it's fine. Uh, it's just I, I think I think it's like it's okay that that uh, this is like this. You know, what's going, what's happening here? It's okay that it's like this. But it's also, but it's also not okay. I mean, like, people probably in the comments probably ask me all the time, I think, like, you okay? Are you okay? And the answer is yes and no. It's like, I I am actually, I am, quite honestly, as okay as anybody could be. I'm I'm, like, in comparison to like, in the in the in the relative scale of how a person can be, I'm incredibly okay. I mean, I'm saying that at, at the moment, but then, in the same sense, it's that there there just isn't any okayness. I don't know. Like no no person is really perfectly okay because because reality is not. Reality is not okay, but it is. But it's okay that it's not okay. What is, what does okay come from? Now now I'm I'm extremely curious about the etymology of okay. And I don't mean the abbreviation letter O, letter K. I mean O-K-A-Y. Seems like a really, it seems like a really profound word. like more more of the same this video right it's more of the same thing it's more of walking and talking i can't i can't believe that you can tolerate this i'm unimaginably Impressed. I would almost, I mean, I almost want to like promise it'll be better, you know? It's like, uh, 
I was out of the game for a few weeks due to a bum knee. That's why I almost want to say it'll get better. Uh, but also, also it'll get worse. It's going to get worse than this. Which will be better. Pardon me for a moment. You know, I, I still, I still keep harboring the soteriological dream of salvation via YouTube videos. Uh, that I will be, uh, I'll be saved from my ignorance. I'll be saved from my limited individual self. I'll be I'll be saved from this mortal coil by becoming YouTube videos, by becoming this interaction that you and I are having, by by becoming, you know, this in this. I mean, it's true in a way, isn't it? Like in this instant, I, I, I am this. And so are you, like you and I are this. And there's no there's no mortality to this in any sense of like a, in any sense of like a bad cessation there's no bad cessation You know what I mean? Like there's the sense that uh, there's this there's this idea that there's this sense that the world does keep going after you die. But then there's also the sense that there's also the sense that the world as such is this is is simply this mirror of of your subjectivity, of your consciousness. And not not in the not in this not in this naive sense of like you individual are God. Not that. Oh, hey, mantis. Is this the same mantis as before? No, I think it's a different one. 
Mantis break. Um, let me, let me go out on a limb here and say that if we take the human condition, um, and, uh, and actually kind of like extrapolate out all, all that it implies now, in, in, a, in a particular way, I'm saying, you take the human condition that is, of course, that... Existence as such is completely and inherently dependent on... On everything that could be said to be an aspect of, of our humanness, that is you know, so-called perception and cognition is, is in fact like just kind of like a, a, a sort of like reciprocal mirror of the world or uh you know that that humanness and the way that reality is are just these reciprocal manifestations and uh If we if we go ahead go out on a limb and, and uh, assume that that reciprocal manifestation is not simply limited to you know the particular human form and uh, if we also go and and recognize that that the linearity of time is is also this reciprocal manifestation of of the human experience it is also a, a an artifact of the way that we seem to perceive the implication is that this this manifestation uh is is boundless that there there is no temporal limit to it, nor limit to the form which it takes. And uh, to me, in this moment, like I'm, I am, uh, 
could be said to be experiencing just profound beauty and and even in in um in everything like even in you know what we could say as like what i see around me or something and of course i'm like saying that in a relative way you know a garter snake a mantis an egg sac on a, a, a praying mantis egg sac um on a blueberry plant changing colors a setting sun mountains um striated rocks striated rocks which if we start to investigate their origin uh they imply time scales that completely dwarf um human existence and and to recognize that all of all of these entities that I'm describing are you know are mirrors of are, are, are part of the mirror of what's here or that like the you could say the the experience of beauty itself which I, I can also describe as in a way being independent of the particularity of what's experienced but then in another sense like also dependent on the particularity like the particularity of what what I'm experiencing is mind-blowingly beautiful and the the also the apparent truth like the the knowledge like the the so-called the, the would-be empirical knowledge relating to any one of these phenomenon extends in any direction uh, into just like simply uh, infinite vertiginous expanses um, of other knowledge the complete interconnectedness of all of all of that and to recognize that meta that you know what I'll call a meta phenomenon here as being an aspect of the mirror To, to realize that the mirror the mirror itself has no no such thing as mortality has no no temporality in the sense of beginning or end has has no has just has no limitation on 
the forms that can be uh, that can manifest within it. There's there's just not this problem of death to what is, you know? Know what I'm saying? But that's kind of simple. That's pretty simple. That death is and is and isn't a problem. It's, um, it's like, I want to say like, like ultimately it's, it's no problem at all in that death is a boundary. that exists in something that's, that exists, you know, um, relativistically inside absolute boundlessness. Which is like a bound, which is a boundlessness that you already are. I don't know, I'm, I feel almost embarrassed saying these things because they're I can remember that I can remember this sounding like things that other people have saying or have said uh, but and because it sounds so damn soteriological but because it's like I don't know like you can have this thought like I am boundlessness. Um, and uh, try to take comfort in that or something. But there's actually no, you can't actually, you can't take comfort in that as some individual. Or maybe, I mean, oh, maybe you can. Sure, you can. If you, I don't know. Maybe it'll, maybe it works, maybe it doesn't. Maybe it works sometimes, probably doesn't work all the time. Because the bound, you know, the bounded, uh, the bounded kind of aspect of reality must manifest in order for the boundlessness to have any kind of meaning. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? Like this, uh, this, like mortality in a way, like 
has to has to exist but like you know mortality take mortality extended to the 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 core problem of human existence but really actually like you know the temporality the uh the um impermanence of of everything you know Like uh, mortality, you know the the end the end of the individual self, but then of course like that kind of uh, that that type of problem, that category of problem of things ending, trickles down to all kinds of things within within our individual lives, you know, stuff that we don't want to end or stuff that uh, we want to happen or things that we want to want more of whether it be temp temporally want more of that is want something to go longer or uh, want something to get bigger like our money etc our status and prestige, etc. And, uh, you know, the, the risk of all of these things either ending or being diminished. The constant, that, that constant risk, that constant real problem. I'm just kind of thinking of all of these as, uh, sort of extensions of the core problem of mortality and then but then when we look at mortality it's like it has to exist for it it, it actually has to exist for for anything like for anything like eternity to have any meaning do you see what i'm saying Like the like the the boundlessness and uh, like eternal or or like or e or even like the potential of the world or reality to be eternal or to to uh, to persist for longer than we do um, th that whole concept or notion. Uh, only has any meaning in relation to the the, the finiteness, the finitude, uh, the finiteness of other things like ourselves. Like in the same way that I said earlier that change and sameness necessitate each other and imply each other and, and actually contain each other. Like, they are a duality that implies uh, a, uh, a commonness. It's like that 
with individuality and uh, with like any sort of unified whole. Like there, there, like no, no. There'd be no meaning to any unified whole without this experience of individuality and without and this experience of finiteness and um, the the at least you know per perception of mortality, which is essentially just change, you know, like the the what what problems are are change or the possibility of change the the inevitability of change the the instability of things and what that instability implies and what the change implies and what it what it necessitates and what it in a weird way contains in itself is the unchanging medium in, in which it exists. The unified, the atemporal, the eternal. And so like in a way you can you can sort of like you can sort of let things not be not be a big deal and um, like in a way like just normal normal day-to-day -day life we maybe don't think about death so much and I mean we don't and and then at the same time we, we're not thinking about whether the universe is eternal or not. You know, we're not spending our day-to-day -day lives so much thinking about finiteness versus eternity. But in, but weirdly, like in, in sort of like a, like a very extrapolated way, like that's all actually that we engage in and think about, like just in, in weird ways, like, you know, the day-to-day, -day, um, struggles and and pragmatic things we do are all in relation to change and and sameness and continuity whether it be you know trying to maintain the continuity and stability of our life situation or and or trying to change it in a way so as to improve it or you know get desired changes to happen or to stop undesired things from happening, um, or to keep to to keep desired things going, like these are all kind of simply little little mini versions of this like change versus sameness deal or the mortality versus eternity deal
And so all of the, all of this shit is just like so intrinsic. I mean, what does that even mean? What does that even mean? In intrinsic to what? The whole, I guess, but like it just is. I don't know. This is we're we're of course we're we are of course like kind of circling back to the fundamental tautology. And um it's as if like, you know. Which is cool and fine. That everything being said here is essentially an elaboration of the fundamental tautology, i.e. it is what it is, and which is saying nothing, and the elaborations of it extend out from that nothing to say meaningful things and when I say meaningful I just mean that um, the nothing has been articulated in all sorts of dualities and oppositions and relations and so you you add up all those boundaries that we make and they add up to zero and that's okay. And it's okay, it's also okay to to uh, you know, not actively add them up either because once you understand that it all adds up to zero, you understand and you you trust it and then you can be You can be seemingly swept up in individuation and fragmented experience while knowing that it belongs in the big nothing. It belongs in the big zero. That is, the problems belong. So, you know, of course I'm continuing to say nothing for a very long time, uh, including all the times in which I feel more confused and uh, more non-accepting, less accepting of this confusion. With the, uh, you know, the the non-acceptance, you know, in a sense, like being a manifestation of the big nothing, of the big zero, like the the, the feeling of something's not okay about this. Um, I think I, I I would say that 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 could be seen that could be seen as like um, the big nothing, the big zero, like coming coming to collect its debt you know you know what i mean like everything that seems to be solid everything that seems to be something um everything that seems to be substantial whether this be apparent entities or apparent experiences or um um 
they all owe a debt to the whole. But the and they all owe a debt to to the zero. It's all it is it is in totality a sum zero. And sometimes that sum zero comes to comes to collect. You know what I mean? And then and then you get back to zero and you're fine. And you're like this this zero is you know you are you are back at the fundamental tautology where everything is what it is and it's fine it's it's a big resounding okay i think but don't take my word for it I love LeVar, LeVar Burton. What time is it anyway? How long, how long have we been going here? I've lost track. Oh, I think we're, I think we're close to the end, but not quite. We're close to the end. We had a we had a couple camera malfunctions, and um, where we didn't lose any footage, but I saw that the camera had frozen, and then it repairs the file, and then I have to start it again. Uh, we didn't lose any footage, and I did, and I stopped it a couple times in order to. Uh, take a pee or to um, take off a layer of clothing or put on a layer of clothing rather than include those moments in the video. Uh, I would like to take this moment to um, thank all of my patrons, not individually by name at this current juncture, but thank my patrons in general for um, supporting me on Patreon. It uh, makes a huge difference. It allowed me to buy some new GoPro batteries to replace the old one that I've had for a few years now, which is like maybe starting to lose its charge holding capacity. And uh, what I'm going to do next, I think, is buy a more current SD card, mini SD card. You have to get these very fast ones that you got to get the highest quality SD cards that are fast enough to uh, capture the HD video that the GoPro records. Uh, and you know, it's like, um, it's like that sort of, like that support is sort of that, like, um, um, it's, it's a kind of like anchor in, in the, um, the apparent like pragmatic world that, uh, that says that, 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 uh, kind of says to me 
that this is like possible to do. That uh, gives me some kind of indication that um, this isn't total insanity to do this. You know, of course, like, it's like, uh, from, from a certain perspective of, like, just having completed a walking and talking episode, uh, I'll be in, in, I, t I will tend to be in a state of mind where I'm just, I'm just not worried at all about anything, like, anything pragmatic. It's just, like, that, that all seems like... It's, uh, it'll, like, like I can take care of it. I can, I'll figure it out. One way or another, you know? Uh, but then, it's like, it's like the, um, the Patreon support is like, a, a, it's like one of the ways that it helps get figured out. You know what I mean? It, it's you helping me figure it out. So thanks. A lot. I mean it. I know that sounded a little insincere or something. But but similarly, it's also just like uh, a type of evidence that someone, that at least a few people, um, have have some kind of resonance with this with this you know communique that that seems like from my point of view to kind of like go against a lot of the more established value systems Or it, it, it at least does not make any big overtures to the more um, ubiquitous value systems that we, in our culture. It's weird. Uh, and so it's, it's like, um, it's heartening and... Uh, does really help help uh, my motivation, even though I think I would still do this otherwise. It helps. That you know, just the, the idea that uh, someone contemporaneous to me. Wait, is that the right word? Someone uh, that that there are people alive now, alive at the same time that I'm alive. But of course, we've we've torn down that whole. We've torn apart that whole way of thinking, of course. I'm just saying it's like a bridge to the like, uh, quote unquote, normal world. But of course, you know, we never we haven't left the normal world. This is all perfectly normal. 
everything everything is everything I've said completely perfectly normal Well, it's, it's kind of like another, in a weird way, this is another very typical, typical episode of Walking and Talking, where we uh, spend a long time just slogging through um, a, f a dense fog of doubt and um, mediocrity. And then, you know, gradually, gradually kind of like, uh, trans, transform all of that. Into whatever the opposite of a fog of doubt and mediocrity is. Yeah, some uh, a friend of mine, you know, a friend of mine. Uh, <clears throat> I think I had kind of like jokingly and uh, self-deprecatingly uh, referred to myself as boring or something, and she said, she said, uh, boring a hole through mediocrity. Is what you are, and uh, that was a very that was a very lovely and nice thing to say. I, I have to admit. As, I mean, and then as such, I, I feel, you know, re, I, I feel excited to do more of this. Weird, weirdly enough. But I'm, I'm trying to, I'll, I'll try to just, you know, uh, temper that excitement and just, and just do it, you know. Not make a big deal of it. Not make it a thing. You, you try to just keep doing it without making it a thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, we don't have to... We don't ha we don't have to uh, always reiterate this similar um, topology. Of feeling whack and then feeling good, we can just you know we just do it. But it's fine. It's fine if we do have that similar topology. It's not it's not a real topology. It's just an interpretation that I'm that I'm putting onto this.
really all this is is you know you know what it is it's what it is uh so with that i guess i'll say for now bye